Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit ByteRadio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest joining us from Australia is Sarah Tynan, and today we'll be talking about quantum frequency and business success. Sarah is the founder of Sarah Tynan International, the Quantum Coach Certification, and the Quantum Business Academy. Through her program, Sarah has helped souls from all over the world create true abundance and freedom in their life and business. She does this through interweaving quantum frequency and potent strategy. Her tagline is, there is no strategy that can override the laws of creation. Sarah is an expert when it comes to quantum creation and how to powerfully apply it to life and business. She knows that frequency comes first, and when you align it with strategy, you truly become um, unstoppable. For more information, you can visit Sarah's website, which is www.sarahtynan.co. That's S-A-R-A-H-T-Y-N-A-N dot C-O. And with that, I'd like to welcome Sarah to the show. Good day, Sarah. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So nice it is to my be here. pleasure, and <laughs> thank you. I, I'm just uh, I, I love uh, talking quantum, so this is going to be fun um, yes. because it's just uh, to me it just um, you know the, the idea of potentiality to me is just uh, a, a wonderful thing to consider. So anyway, but first I want to start with would you mind sharing with the listeners a little bit about your journey? And you know. From yes. Silicon Valley to Australia yeah. to quantum frequency um, coach. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's so interesting because like my my whole journey into the the quantum stuff it actually all started when I was in the Silicon Valley and so uh, but I wasn't always this sort of tapped in and connected and um, I guess spiritually evolved. But when I first like corporate career in the Silicon Valley. And um, I just, I happened to do like, it was, I had nothing going for me. I don't know how I got the job, but it was so <laughs> interesting how I, did. <laughs> I'll be really upfront with all of this, but it's, it was so, it was really interesting when I observe right. and I kind of, I, I, I watch how I, I observe my past self. And so I, I went from university to, you know, having no corporate experience and I'm from a really small town um, in Northern California. So I hadn't lived in a city and I got this job in the Silicon Valley by just kind of default. And, um, and I did really well in it very quickly and I had nothing going for me, but it was this thing where I just decided it was going to happen. And it was like this, this embodiment, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was an embodiment, a frequency embodiment. And 
Um, and I would watch other people around me because it was a sales job. I'd watch other people around me and they do the exact same things. Like, you know, you're very highly trained and we had all of these scripts and everyone knew what to say and when to say it. And, but, but it was interesting as I observed some people who got, you know, who built success in that company and, and others who were just, you know, who didn't at all and who were fired mm-hmm. immediately. It was like, it was an interesting thing to witness. Um, and so, you know, I, I always had a curiosity around that. And I always could, like, kind of sense of era desperation. It was like an energy embodiment. Like, I didn't know anything about energy. I couldn't put my finger on what it was. But it was just when I would talk to these people, they'd work really, really hard. It wasn't anything to do with their work ethic at all. And, you know, in fact, they'd go above and beyond some of the stuff I was doing in terms of physical work. Um, but it just it wasn't happening for them. And for me, that was so interesting. And I always just held that, like, why is that? Um, And so what happened was basically this organization ended up opening a branch in They located me to Australia. But it was so, at that point, you know, I had the training. I had, like, you know, I was trained by some of the best people in the company in the world because it's Silicon Valley, so there were so many resources there. And so, obviously, everyone in Australia was like, oh, Sarah's going to bring all this information. She's going to help us, like, <laughs> really launch this, you know, all of it. And, um, like, at that point, moving to Australia, I had everything going for me. I had the knowledge. I knew what I was doing. I had, I knew the systems. I knew everything. And, but when I started the job in Melbourne, it was interesting. I came in with a different embodiment. It was like, I was nervous. There was these expectations on me. I was putting lots of pressure on myself and I actually was failing. And it's so interesting because my success and my failure for both of those instances had nothing to do with my action because I was doing everything that was necessary action wise. But I just felt my embodiment was different when I came to Melbourne and I had this really pivotal moment where I, it was literally like this, I don't know, like lightning bolt kind of moment. I remember exactly where I was in, in like, I was standing by a garbage bin in Melbourne. Like, it was funny. It hit me and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm choosing this. Like, I, I just realized I'm choosing this. I'm choosing failure. I remember what it felt like when I first started the job in the Silicon Valley. And I, I did my taxes the year before I got that job. I think I made, like, like literally 20 grand the year before. Like, how do you survive? And and I remember the interviewer in the Silicon Valley sitting me down and saying, this is a six-figure position. Can you handle it? And I just remember choosing it. And and I and I and I realized if, if I wasn't going to deliberately choose success, and I was deliberately choosing to fail, and that's what I was doing that whole time in Melbourne, and it was kind of a really profound realization. And then I just thought, well, why don't I decide to succeed again? <laughs> and in that moment, I did. Yeah. And I know it, it seems quite simple, but it, it really, you know, when you realize who we are in terms of energy, and and I'll get into the quantum stuff because it, it does lead into that, but um. I just decided to to succeed again. And I realized, you know, if you don't deliberately choose success, you're actually deliberately choosing to fail. And that was a really profound realization. And so I would just tell myself, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm an explosion of success. And I would kind of rewire my brain to be that embodiment again. And worldwide flown and, you know, like flown to all these places all over the world. And it was, you know, from that moment of choosing and Choosing to be in a different embodiment, and that was the biggest thing, because it had nothing to do with action at that point, and with both of those instances. Um, 
And from there, I was like, okay, like, I, I'm just forever curious. I'm forever sort of analyzing things and situations. We're like, right, now, I, I, every aspect of when I was succeeding, it wasn't about necessarily action. And I'm not saying don't you know, just sit around and meditate and don't take action. It is required, but it's not the thing that gets you there. Um, and so I started studying energy on the side because I knew that was the thing. It was like, it was like I couldn't put my finger on it, but I knew it was the thing. And so in Australia, there's a modality called kinesiology where, where it links all your frequency with your body and emotions. And so on the side, when I was working in corporate, I studied that for five years. And then after I had my daughter, I resigned from that job and I started just working with entrepreneurs in their energy. And, um, what basically happened was I just started, to, I really started honing in on it. I, I studied under some other people and they've helped me like un, tap into some things I didn't even know I could do, which I started seeing energy within people. And so what would happen is I'd work with entrepreneurs and we'd clear their distortions around their goals. And I mean, I worked with some people from when they first started their business up until they hit seven figures and it was all just aligning frequency. And so I yeah. want like for me, yeah, I just want people to know that, you know, how we're hardwired to create is in terms of physicality and taking physical action is actually not how we're meant to be doing it. We're energetic creators by nature, but we're hardwired to work against ourselves in that aspect. And um, this is why... I talk about quantum business and the quantum business academy because I teach people everything, every aspect of frequency first. And then of course we take the inspired action, but it's not about hustling. It's not about grinding. It's not about working yourself to the bone and thinking that's what's going to get you the result. It's, it's the frequency embodiment first and then everything will come yeah. from there. So that's my journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, quite quite a journey at that. <laughs> so, yeah. but but it's but it you know I mean it's it's um it is the perfect experience for doing what you're doing. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. it, uh, it so it so was, and and what I talk about and what I teach and you know what I take my clients through, it all comes from my embodiment and my own experiences. Like whether it's my personal experiences or whether it's my experiences working with other people, it's not just a theoretical thing. It's like this is what you can embody from a frequency standpoint to get this result in your business and life from and whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah. Okay, so I want to delve a little bit more into frequency. You know, we've, you know, we've yeah. talked about it a few times, and, and it's not. So, would you mind for, for the listeners who may not have any idea what yes. we're talking about? Um, yes. Would you mind just, just sharing, you know, just your perspective of it? Yes. So, what I wanted, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about kinesiology and what what that is and what that taught me. Um, because basically, you know, I had severe neck issues when I was working in my corporate job. I had no like physical accident that happened. It was just stress. And, um, I would, there was a point where I'd have to wear a neck brace to work cause I couldn't hold the weight of my own head. It was so painful. And I developed th like thyroid issues. I would see osteo, chiro, all, every basic, like every therapist under the sun. And yes, they were definitely, they definitely helped, but they didn't fix what was going on and I, nobody mm -hmm. really knew what was going on. And so 
I saw what I saw a kinesiologist. It's like the last ditch effort. Like, okay, it's a bit woo woo, but I'll I'll give it a go. And... <laughs> right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's always it. Sure, why not? Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. It's, it's so funny. When I was a kinesiologist, I would always giggle when I was the last resort for my clients because that was me. As well. I, I'm sure. I'm sure, but but that's just the nature of of it right at this point in time. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I saw a kinesiologist and basically my neck issues went in about, I think it was one session and they never came back. And I was just like, that's what got me sparked. Like that's, that's what like, I'd always, I was always sort of had this thing in the back of my mind that I knew it wasn't the physical action that was creating this. And I was like, what is it? And then when, when she fixed my neck, I was like, what, okay, now what is this stuff? Like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. And so it, that was, that was the physical evidence, like, like the ultimate physical evidence. And so what she was able to do was she was able to tap into all the blocked emotions that I was holding in my body, all the stress from my corporate job, everything I wasn't saying, you know, everything that was accumulating in my neck. And she pulled that out and my body healed itself pretty quickly. And, um, and so you know, ultimately, when it comes to frequency and what frequency is, it's emotion. And so when you break down what that word is, it's energy in motion. And that's emotion. And so emotion is your ability to navigate the universe through frequencies. And um, when I when I was a kinesiologist, it was so it's like my, my journey is so bizarre. But originally I was working with physical pain. I was working with neck and back pain because that was my that was my experience. And I would attract, you know, the similar people. And the same thing would happen with them. They'd come in with neck pain. Like they'd say, Sarah, I've had this pain for issues or for years and I've been on medication and I don't know, like, well, we'll see if you can do anything with it. And sure enough, one or two sessions, it was just getting to the core of the emotion that was trapped in their body and bringing it out into a all your body wants to do for you like your body really wants to do the right thing by you but I mean gosh you think about all the things we do to it and so when you realize that you know the emotional embodiment that you hold is the frequency that you radiate out that's when you can start to be more in the deliberate seat of creation because you can start to control your thoughts and when you start to control your thoughts you start to control your emotional embodiment but when it comes to quantum creation as well like we compare that with frequency and really start to um, to what I call collapse timelines and have like quantum leaps. And we can get into all of that as well. But does that explain frequency a bit better? <laughs> it does. It's basically, it's basically yes, emotion, it emotional embodiment yeah. is a frequency. It's, it's an energy you radiate. And when you break down, you know, like you can measure energy. You can measure frequency. And everything has a frequency, whether it's the chair you're sitting on. You know, everything has a vibration. Right. Um the food you eat, all of it. And so your emotional compass is your greatest ability to control your experiences through the energy, through the energy in motion, your emotion that you emit. So that's... Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... that's, um, I was going to say that that's... (laughs) Well, you know, um, the idea of being able to um, control... Um, control the emotions, recognizing the thoughts and then the emotion and controlling that, yeah. uh, to me, that's the, um, well, and what you're saying is once you do that, that's what then affects your frequency. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, so it's now, a muscle you yeah. build, it's a muscle you have to build. And this mm-hmm. is where you bring in the quantum. 
So um, did you have a question before we get into this? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, what about the quantum? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Where I was leading. So, yeah. Okay. I love this so much because when it comes to emotional regulation, that is a very hard thing. You know, everybody feels like they're reacting. You know, they're reacting to their reality. They're reacting to their it through hanging on to the same looping thoughts, which radiates the same emotions, which creates the hamster wheel. And so, you know, the first thing is recognizing, like, you know, I had that recognition that hit me, like it literally struck me like a bolt of lightning when I was walking to work that I was choosing to perpetuate this. It was a victim mentality. You know, I was going home every night crying and, you know, like I was like stuck in this victimhood, which isn't me at all. But I realized I was choosing it because I was choosing to see the negatives. I was choosing to see the pressure. I was choosing to see whatever I was creating in that time rather than choosing to see the opportunity and how I could create and choosing to see how like amazing my colleagues were. You know what I mean? There's choice in everything. Right. And so how we choose to perceive is what will literally start hardwiring our brain. And when we, once we hardwire our brain to perceive a specific thing, and there's so much that happens just in your own physiology when you make choices, like you have like a reticular activating system that is, switches on, and that is what causes you to notice things. And so if you, tr- if you try, you know, and build it's a muscle you build. It happened for me so gradually. And now it's like, I can do it quite easily, but it isn't something that comes easy to people. So I just want to put that out there to everyone who's listening, like who who's going like, yeah, right there. How do you expect mm-hmm. me to control? Like I'm in the middle of COVID and all this stuff is happening, but I want to tell you <laughs> stories around, you know, I get it. Like, trust me, I get it. Um, but it, it's definitely a muscle you have to build. And it is a choice. Like you, you can choose to or, or, or choose not to. Um, but it is a choice. And, and in a world where people feel so powerless, I want people to understand they do have the choice. Like, they really do. And once you choose, it it switches on the RAS, that reticular activating system. And it's, that thing is what causes you to notice things. So when you have that switched on, you will notice the good in the world. Or if it's switched on to something bad, then you're going to notice everything that's falling apart around you. You know, so it starts like literally with the basic physiology, but that feeds your emotions and the emotions is what radiates out into the world and it affects what you experience in your reality. And so when you combine that with the quantum, now let's explain what the quantum is, (laughs) Um, because where people get caught up is there, this is going to, this might be a hard one for people to wrap their head around. And if it is, we can stop and we can delve into this as deep as we need to, because I really want people to understand this, is that the quantum is where everything exists. You know, it is so, (laughs) and this is a really interesting one. Like if there are, there are authors and there are, you know, just luminaries that I've just been obsessed with their work. Like Neville Goddard is amazing. And Dolores abilities and actually what's really happening behind the veil and when we can understand that you know every possibility in your reality exists every possibility and it all starts through our ability to perceive it through our imagination and and Neville Goddard, Goddard states that your imagination is God and what he means by that is that you know your imagination is what is basically um, this is sort of this is kind of taking stuff from Neville Goddard and Dolores Cannon and kind of meshing it together. But basically, when you think of something, it's not really your mind making it up. It's your mind accessing timelines that are that that already exist in the quantum, which is where everything is. 
And so, <laughs> do we need to stop on that, or are we okay? <laughs> well, no. I mean, it's, uh, no, no, we don't need to stop yet. Okay, 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 okay. And so, here's here's where your ability to really tap into potentiality lies. You know, and to think this is not how we're hardwired to navigate our reality. This is not how we're hardwired to create. Um, so, you know, you're the biggest the biggest thing that you could do is really tune into the thing that you're trying to experience in your physical reality through your imagination, knowing that it is the reality that exists in the quantum and then unplug from physicality because physicality is a, an accumulation of all your distortions, all your limitations, all the blocks that you've experienced in your life up until this point. That's what you're experiencing now in this current physical reality. The potential is limitless if you can unplug from physicality because what happens is humans look to their physical reality for evidence of what is possible. Like if I'm going to look at my physical reality right. and, and look mm-hmm. at it, and, and, and that is so limiting. That is so limiting. And so what, you, what I have done, and I can tell you the things that have happened to me from doing that, not only in my, in my um, um, corporate career, but in my own entrepreneurial journey and how I've helped my clients apply the same principles is that you tune into the vision, knowing, you know, you tune into what it is you're wanting to create, that knowing that it is in the quantum and it is the timeline that already exists. It's already done. And you almost become delusional <laughs> with the fact that that is the reality <laughs> It is. It, I know. Right. <laughs> but when you can play in that realm, you become the emotional embodiment of that. And once you become the emotional right. embodiment of that, what frequency are you emitting? And then that's where the magic happens. That's where the the miracles, the coincidences, the synchronicities, the, well, how did I even get here? You know? And that's how that all happens. And then, oh, go ahead. No, no, that's great. No, I was going to say, you know, um, it's, First of all, the the idea of that it really that it, imagination to to view imagination as being uh, an already existing um, reality or yeah. reality, another it is mm. an existing reality. Um, mm. Taking it from imagination to that, um, and then um, once you do that. I believe you're telling your mind that it's okay to experience it because it's real, you know, yeah, somewhere else, exactly. but it's real. And, and then once you get that, then you get the emotion. That's when you, I, I think, get that yeah. emotional um, identity, you know. Exactly. To, yeah, okay. So the universe is a neutral. The universe is a neutral energetic field. It is literally copy and pasting your frequency and just saying, "Okay, okay, all right, yep, okay, no worries," you know. And it doesn't matter what you're emitting. It just says yes. So if you if you play in the so what you know what the idea of 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 really embodying the fact that you're playing in timelines that exist. What that does is it gives you the antidote for doubt, which is divine knowing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah. what humans really need in this, that, that they are riddled in doubt because they're so plugged into physicality. They're so needing evidence around them that they, whatever's going to happen will work out, but they're just looking for their physicality for that evidence. And they're not looking to the quantum where all the potential actually is. And that's, that's yeah. the real difference. And that's what that does for you. It gives people the antidote of divine knowing, 
you know, or of doubt, sorry, which is the divine knowing. You hold on to the divine knowing. I just know. I just know. I just know this is going to happen. I just know. And you, I, I don't know if you've ever had that embodiment where you just know, like when you can really truly embody mm-hmm. that, things, mm-hmm. things work out. It, yeah. They work out. They do. They yeah. do. They do. And in, in one way, the um, kind of a, attachment to physicality is kind of, to me, is more of a reactive kind of totally. position versus a proactive, creative yes. position. Yes, yes, exactly. And I mean, if 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 like I am, I am talking like big time woo woo. I I get it. <laughs> no, well, no, yeah. I mean, I, we're on the same frequency. So, I mean, you know, you know, the listeners can okay, be like can catch up. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is. I, I love it. I love it so much. But trust me when I say I am an evidence. I need evidence. Like I need it. Right. You know, like and so this. You know, this all comes from my own experiences. I can tell you stories about stuff that's happened in my like on my own business. You know, all of it and the stuff I've experienced in physicality, but. If, if anyone needs a resource or a book or whatever, I've written, oh my, I think about 15 books about, she was a hypnotherapist. I don't know if you've heard of Dolores Cannon, but um, she was a hypnotherapist oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. she, she hypnotized, what, thousands of people all over the world. And she was able to bring people so far back that she basically, I forget exactly what she calls it, but it was accessing like the universal intelligence and channeling this universal intelligence through her clients. And she was the one that said, when you, when you're thinking of, of timelines, it's not your mind making it up. It's your mind accessing realities that are already there. And she teaches a lot about quantum potential. And and she did this through thousands of all of these common, what she would call the universal intelligence that was coming through her clients through hypnosis. And so for me, that was really solidifying in, in everything I was learning and, and embodying and then experiencing in my own physical reality. And then to have, like, Dolores' work come into my life and just validate it all. It was just like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. She's had thousands of clients she's worked with to, to validate this, you know. Um, but it's hard because we are so physically based. Like, we need our physical reality. We, you know, take physical action, like, all of it. And But unfortunately, that is that is going against our ability of being an energetic creator. So, (laughs) yeah, it's just, I mean, and it's, it's, I could just, I could go on and on and on, but it's, it's kind of just taking that first step one foot in front of the other thinking, right, how can I make myself feel good today? And like, you know, anyone in my quantum coach certification or in the business academy, they, they know that is the priority, you know, instead of like, how can I hustle and grind? What's my to-do list? It's like, right, what am I going to do to like really like get myself to a peak emotional state, like to really start, the, the, you know, to a launching platform. And if you just started every day by just that, like you watch as your life will literally transform because your embodiment transforms. And it is as easy as that. And it yeah, should absolutely. be easy well, as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so we're we're about halfway through the show already, Sarah. So I want to take a quick break. And yeah. I do want to invite listeners if they want to call right. in with questions, um, they can call in from the US at six one nine seven eight nine four three five nine and there's a chat room too and if anybody wants to ask a question there. And then we'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us 
and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, ByteRadio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5x7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest joining us from Australia is Sarah Tynan, and we're talking about quantum frequency and business success. And for more information about Sarah and her services, you can visit the website, which is www.sarahtynan.co, and that's S-A-R-A-H. T-Y-N-A-N.C-O. Okay, we're back, Sarah. Wow, time's going so quick. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's good, though. That, that means it's a really good uh, involved conversation, yeah. and I like that. So, totally. Okay, so, so now w- let's, let's talk about um, the you know, business is, is one of your specialties. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit about how um, that quantum um, frequency yes. um, affects business, and particularly entrepreneurs <laughs> like yourself? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Where do I begin? Um, <laughs> well, okay, first I want to say um, is that what, when I was working with entrepreneurs, and up until this day, like, oh, my goodness, like even you know, new clients that come through to me and whatnot, like I realized there's this whole – dynamic this whole thing happening in the entrepreneurial world that's literally creating trauma in in people and i did a blog post the other day and it was like entrepreneurial trauma is real you know um people pin so much on business business success you know it's their whole thing and and they'll do whatever it takes to get a result and that means sacrificing their mental health their physical well-being all of it and so um and that is not how we're built to create. And our, our bodies are trying to yell and scream at us and say we're not meant to be creating like this through our physical ailments, through our um, And so I'm trying to break the chains of that. I'm trying there's, – there's this whole thing that I call the matrix um, programs where people are so stuck in the matrix grid that they will literally sacrifice their whole state of being, their whole life to get a result. And I say the result is the ultimate matrix plug-in because you will stop at nothing to get it. And it's like, it's kind of like just being full without eating. It's like, it's like dying without living because all you want is the result. And so 
through the, the Business Academy, we flip all the paradigms because it's about being the embodiment first. It's about finding the joy first. It's about making sure everything you're doing is aligned and not just trying to gain significance or recognition or an accolade. And it's more about plugging into a mission. And so, um, you know, ultimately, <laughs> like if you think we've gone woo-woo, I have a, a, another step <laughs> if we could go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm um, willing. I'm uh, okay. I feel daring. <laughs> Are you sure? No. <laughs> I don't want to put anyone off too far. Like I I no. I, I feel no. I, I feel Truly. everyone's ready. Most of my audience would really be fine right right there with you. So truly. Okay, cool. Let's go ahead. Cool, cool. Love it, love it. All right. Well, what I want everyone to know is that you know. I did a webinar on this a while ago, and it's like really prioritizing, you know, what what you put first. And if you really anchor into your mission, and everyone's like, oh, what's my mission? What's my purpose? Everyone's seeking, seeking, seeking. And it's interesting. But the thing that you actually seek is that is your mission. So for me, it's always been freedom. Like I've always, and a lot of people, it's about freedom, you know. Um, and I know my mission is freedom. I know my mission is meant to help people break the chains and creation and abundance and all of it. And so, you know, whatever, I just want to firstly plant the seed. If, if anyone's wondering what they're meant to do, what is that thing that you seek? Some people seek beauty. Some people seek um, justice. You know, that is that is that mission because the thing that you seek, you will embody those codes. And when you embody those codes, you can then give them to other people. And so if you lead first with your mission, and know that you're never going to be a master at it. It's okay. Just, you know, just for by you seeking, you gain information, you become the authority. And, and that's when you're the authority, you can teach others. And so firstly, putting the mission first helps prioritize your frequency. And the thing that, and that's not the woo-woo thing that I'm <laughs> <laughs> That, that's that you know that's standard that's pretty standard um the thing i really want the, the thing i really want people to know is once they anchor into the mission and they realize the vehicle through which they carry it out the vehicle my vehicle being my quantum business academy um that you know your business has there is a is a fractal of source energy and ultimately it's a thing that you co-create with and this is where it gets a bit woo-woo and it's ultimately its own soul it's all Kind of, I've always had this inkling that it was the case. You know, I've always had these sort of nudges that, Sarah, this is actually how it is. And so um, there's a book uh, by Elizabeth Gilbert called Big Magic. And if anyone hasn't read it, I highly recommend it. But, you know, she really validated this little this feeling I had when I read the book because she told a story about how she was going to write a book. And she had the plot character, the, you know, the location, the, the characters, the plot, like literally everything mapped out, all of the details. Uh, it was a fully outlined, but she just never got around to writing the book. And so years later, she met the person who wrote the book. And it was like the soul of that book said, all right, stuff you. If you're not going to write me, I'm going to go to someone else. And she, <laughs> she right. that same location, the same plot, the same characters, it was uncanny, bizarre. And it was like, oh, my gosh, this is validating this feeling that I have, like, a soul, like, I call it my CEO, my chief entity officer, like, it's the soul of my business. And it is a full co-creation. You know, there's some other things happening behind the scenes. And um, and then I heard literally recently from one of my clients, Michael Jackson had the same thing where he had this song download, and I forget which one it was, it was like Billy Jean or something, in the middle of the night. And he was, like, pounding on his producer's door, like, we got to do this now. Like, I know it's the middle of the night. And, his producer was like, no, we'll do this in the morning. And Michael Jackson was like, no, we can't, because if we do it in the morning, it's going to go to print. <laughs> like, if we wait. <laughs> and it was like, right. you know, people 
people who have these downloads, they know they're co-creating with something else. You know, they right, they, yeah, yeah, and, and you know, it, it, and if it's one of those, if if the message needs to be communicated, if, if there's an important yeah. reason for a message to be communicated, it will. Um, and and actually, yeah. that happened to me um, in go. the nineties. Um, yeah. I was doing a project, and it was um, basically nearing completion, even more, um, manufacturing. And something told me I hadn't completed my trademark um, application, and uh-huh. um, someone else was listed with the, you know in the same category, the same name. And it's like, oh my God, my heart sank. And then what happened is I contacted the company, and they said, well, yeah. Um, we were going to do that, but we heard somebody else did, so we didn't. And so anyway, wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so that was my my little, you know, kind of, you know, if if the opportunity presents itself to you, either take it or someone else is going to get it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and like it's 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 one of those things that it's like it's this consciousness, it's this stream of consciousness that wants to download through somebody. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so, right. And and you have to think of. Random people in different places in the world all of a sudden get the same brilliant download. Do you know, like, stuff like that happens. Where it's like, so, you know, like, there's a stream of consciousness that has chosen you. And if you, you know, like, and, and, and everyone listening, you know, but you have to be willing to kind of unplug from physicality. You have to be willing to choose your mission because when you choose your mission, you'll be able to align with that stream of consciousness from a frequency standpoint. You know, if you're in density, if you're out of alignment, if you're, you know, living your life and it feels really heavy, that stream of consciousness, you're not matching its frequency. It's not going to be able to stream itself through you. So, you know, business is a full co-creation. And, you know, every day I wake up, I try to get myself in the best, you know, the peak state and all of that. And I just, I co-create with it. Like, what do you need me to do today? You know, sometimes it's rest and it's hard, you know, like that's the hardest thing for an entrepreneur to do or hear. Like, what do you mean? I'm not going to take physical action. Like what? <laughs> um, and and it's, yeah. it's breaking the, now doing the least I've ever done and, and loving it, loving it so much. If if, if any, anyone needs the physical evidence, I am living it, you know. Um, yeah. And and that's really that's how you combine frequency with business. You get the downloads and you follow the downloads. You get the drop droplet of inspiration and you follow that. And you know you can pair it with potent strategy, but if that potent strategy does not feel aligned, you do not do it. And you just you use your emotional guidance system. When you tune into your body, you really feel into your body, and you take action only from that place. Otherwise, you don't take action. And it's really yeah. hard for people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and it's, you know, to me, I, I've always, too, been fascinated wondering, you know, the, the behinds, the whys, you know, why certain things, you know, why people make certain choices and, and you know, what happens when, you know, people choose to follow a path or not follow a path. And and, um, and it, to me, it, it's just, um, it's just whenever a, an opportunity presents itself to me, I find myself now just taking some time before I react. And, and yeah. many times, um, you know, some my sometimes my first reactions are 
you know, negative. I mean, they were just like, nah, you know, or pass, yeah. whatever, you know. Um, yeah. But I also found out, too, that, you know, there's a reason for me to, it's coming to me for me to look at that. Yeah, exactly. It's Well, and this is really interesting when you talk about the reasons why people choose paths. Like, I, I'm so grateful to my corporate career because I had another sort of, I've had two kind of awakenings, shall we say, like, quote, unquote, awakenings. I was failing and I was choosing that. But the second one was like, I literally, um, you know, Melbourne's a little bit like San Francisco and there's trams everywhere. And, you know, I was having this commute in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, you have hundreds of people spilling off the trains, hundreds of people spilling off the trams. And I just kind of woke up and I was like looking around going, I wonder how many people are like really excited to be going to work today or how <laughs> many, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and then there was right. a statistic that came out. It was like, I think it was like 85% of people don't fully love their job. And let's be real. If you don't love your job, how can you really love your life, you know? And so, right, that, again, right. like thinking, thinking, what is this? What is this? What? And, and ultimately, it's like the prepaid path people have to follow. Or they're trying to fulfill some un- unmet need. Or they're trying to gain something external that's going to fill that gap internally. And you cannot anchor into a mission by doing that and you're living your whole life out of alignment you know why do you think people have midlife crisis like all of that their whole life they've lived it out of alignment trying to fulfill some external and unmet need or fulfill like by doing external things and when it comes to quantum embodiment when it comes to frequency embodiment everything comes internal you're building every everything it happens internal first so you are that thing first before you see it in your physical reality you know you're 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 in the delusion of it first you're whole, you're a whole human first and then <laughs> all of it will come in your physical reality so you're flipping so many different paradigms in the way you operate and you're breaking so many chains um when you create the way you're meant to yeah, absolutely. And you know, and it's funny when you, you know, when you said the word delusions, I you know, I, I yeah. laugh at that in a way because you know, some people um who hold on to um a vision yeah. very strong, you know, yeah. some of people around them often may think them delusional, you know. I mean, all you know, they're all, but, and, but, yes. Yeah. But and, and those are the people who really, Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, no, you were you were gonna say it. You were gonna say it. Well, exactly. Well, I was well, I was just gonna say that 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 it's you know those people holding on to that physicality, you know that you know seeing things from a you know um, that that particular perspective. But um, when it comes when it comes to you know delusional, if someone thinks they're you know delusional. You know, I think by framing it, maybe like when we were talking about, you know, um, recognizing, um, you know, an imaginative scenario as being a reality in a different place and time. So that, you know, um, and I guess maybe some people would call that delusional, but but that is, I mean, but it's perspective, you know, so it's not like... From from an from an inter, internal standpoint, I would much rather think that I'm peering into, um, you know, another reality than yeah. being delusional because of yeah, the, just the, the stuff that it carries with it, you know. Yeah. But I think it's setting the mind. 
<laughs> yeah, well, there would be negative associations like to the, the word of delusional for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for right, sure. Right. If I, if I describe the state, that's the only kind of word I can come up with. <laughs> but you know, but well, you no, no, but I mean, yeah, but but that happens. But that happens. That's why I wanted to yeah. you know to you know point that out. Totally. Uh, you know, for people yeah. to to adjust their perspective if they're thinking that way, to adjust Love their it. perspective and look at it more hopeful way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But if you think of anyone who has ever, like, really impacted the world, they would have been seen as delusional. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? That's true. The, That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And and, and and I guess it is kind of maybe shifting that. And, yeah, but I think I think you're right. And whatever, you know, that hope is that emotion that puts you downstream. You know, so many, the, you know, I guess can't, the majority of the population are just living upstream. And it's a struggle. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a slog. It's all of this. And everything is upstream. But, you know, just that emotion of hope, just re, you know, giving a different perspective, just that little bit of relief, that's pointing them downstream. And so that's the first step. If that's, you know, if that's what it takes. And so it's important to, to point that out. But I, I love all of this. I love it. <laughs> Me too. So now let's talk a little bit um, um, about this time of COVID, <laughs> you know, and mm, oh, yes. how, I mean, it's a, um, it's certainly been a global consciousness, I had global yes. consciousness impact. Um, yeah. So, what what's your view of what's kind of going on and you know yeah. what's the um, best way to navigate through this yeah oh my gosh i love this question um there's so much i want to say so the first thing i want to say is that i launched my business when covid hit i launched the business academy when covid hit and so you know if if people could really anchor into the fact that you were here to create a world within a world like you were here to create a world within a world and so the reason why you feel like you don't is because you plug into everyone else's world. You see, ooh, that world has this, or that that world's very negative. That must have to be what has to happen in my world. That world has COVID. I'm, apparently that has to be my world too. And so when COVID hit, I literally unplugged, and I was in my world. I said, I am not going to succumb to any of this, the, the, the scarcity, the fear, the disempowerment, the, the powerless, all of it. It's not going to be me. And. A pandemic our our generation has ever seen our you know in our physical time mm-hmm. of being here you know where everyone was scared everyone is feeling powerless and it, I had a yeah I've had a I've had two six figure launches in in within six months of each other and I just stayed in my world I stayed in my world and so I want people to know that if 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 they're too plugged into physicality they will succumb to it and ultimately I've had um, do you know Jerry and Esther Hicks. You know Esther. Have you heard of Abraham? Yes, I know the name. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so Ab- mm-hmm. they they're mm-hmm. the like the law of attraction. So um, Esther is a trans right. channel. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Esther trans channels the consciousness of Abraham. And so I have a friend who I work with who do- is also a trans channel. And I've asked her the same question around COVID, and she said, um, "Well, the beings, the the, con- the collective consciousness that I was conversing with, if you will, basically said that our." Um, how did they put it? I want to say, I want to make sure I put, our consciousness has asked to experience this because in this 3D reality, 
and I'll, I'll say this slowly so it can sink in. And the 3D matrix systems are, and, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to say this and have a negative connotation, but our souls have asked to come in and experience a 3D reality. And a 3D reality is based off a, a metric system of separation. And it's not, I'm not saying that is a bad thing, but it's, it's duality. Our soul wanted to come and experience right. duality. And so you can't experience the light without the dark and this, you know, the good and the bad and all of that. And that's just the nature of our, 3D matrix system. And so basically um, the information that I got was that our, our collective consciousness has asked to come to have this experience because we need it to ascend. And ultimately that is the goal. That is the goal for all of humanity. And right now we're experiencing the density, the weight and all of it, but also, you know, there are a lot of people waking up and a lot of people are ascending. And so it my view is that it is a vehicle of ascension and mm-hmm. that you, you can, you can, you do not have to, to succumb to physicality. I have, you know, you create your world within the world. You choose what you plug into, you choose what you unplug from. And that if you can get a handle on your own consciousness, your own state of being, that is the biggest thing that will help influence the collective. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's important. I've, I've just, you know, Seen the um, that that has just made such a major impact that it'll be you know just more infamous <laughs> than that 1918 yeah. you know influenza yeah. you know that yeah. that people have learned about for decades. So um, yeah. well, you know, and, and to me, it's just a an interesting time, um, and and I see you know examples of. Of you know people you know kind of they're, they're um, waking up you know they're they're I mean they're becoming more aware uh, they're having the heightened yeah. awareness you know and then there yeah. are those who just seem to I don't know what it is I mean it's, you know we yeah. talk about duality but I mean this I guess this is a pendulum swinging wide <laughs> right at the it moment. is. It is, it is, but I, I think it's causing, you know, I think it's causing a collective kind of questioning and a definite, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't know. I think, I think for me, I'm just, I'm just the one that I just want to inject empowerment and to have people know that they can choose what they, they create regardless of circumstances. I created, I created my world within a world in the midst of a pandemic, the very beginning where it was like, everyone was just like, oh my gosh, you know, what is it, you know? And everyone can do that. And I feel like when people see me doing it and then the ripple effects happen, someone else does it and then someone else and someone else. And it's like, okay, people get, people lose the plot because they're scared and because they feel powerless. But when they realize they can take all of that back and they have the powerlessness is the biggest thing. That's the issue. You know, the power of not having choice, you know, that's, that's what gets people when they realize that they can unplug from that and create their world within a world. um, That's where everyone can gain back control. And Ultimately, I think it's hard to see it now. If it's like we're, you know, still in the woods, <laughs> you can't see the woods for the trees. But, right. um, you know, I am just holding in my heart that this is, you know, this is really an ascension, a real beautiful ascension journey for everyone. And when I, you know, was was having this transmission with this with my friend who's a trans channel, that's what she said. Our collective has asked for this experience because it, we knew at this point in history, this would be the time for us to ascend. Right. Yeah. I mean, there were, you know, we're at so many pivotal pivotal points, you know, in yeah, global, we, yeah. you know, um, yes. systems, you know, maintenance yes. kind of being out of whack that, that yeah. you know, we really do need that major adjustment. So yeah. what is, um, 
what is the what are some of the services that you offer people? Yeah, so um, I used to work one on one with people, but if, 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 if which I don't anymore, it was just it was getting a bit much, and so ultimately I, I created my um, my certification through just wanting to. There was so much I wanted to tell them, and I, there's so much I wanted them to know about their own energy bodies and how to work with distortions and what they are and how to clear them. And so from that, I created my certification. And so if you're interested in this work and how to work with energy to create, the certification is a good place to start. And you can – I call it the quantum coach certification, but you could do it just for yourself. You don't have to become a quantum coach. Right. But mm-hmm. obviously there's the, there's the option to coach others as well. But um, – kind of came out of the certification because then I was certifying coaches and they're like, well, now how do I, how do I build a business? And I was like, right, well, so I've had many coaches over the years. I know how the online scene works. I know, and I've also had some really amazing quantum business coaches as well. Like there's other people doing this work on, a, you know, other levels. So I've just had um, just a beautiful accumulation of experiences that have brought me to my beautiful vehicles, which is the certification in the Business Academy. But if you're just starting out, the certification is a really, really good place to start because you're able to learn about energy and how it works and, and all of the systems and how to really be in that deliberate seat of creation. And that's my aim. So, um, But if you're a business and you love manifestation, you love the quantum, you know, it's a really, really fun journey. So those are the two it ways is. to work with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. So, um, we're down to the end. So, is there any maybe final words or anything maybe that we haven't covered that you, you know, think uh, would be good for the listeners? Oh my gosh, I feel like it's been ten minutes. Um, it's so crazy. I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, how are we going to do an hour? <laughs> That's that that quantum timing we have on this show. (laughs) Yeah, we did a quantum leap, yes. Um, Ultimately, ultimately, I just want everybody to know that everything, it's hard to conceptualize, but what you, you know, you do have a choice. You do have a choice. And, you know, it's just one small choice at a time that will change and collapse dense timelines and launch you into whole new realities. It is literally... A choice. And so I just want to put people back in choice to start. If we're starting from, you know, at the very beginning, put them back into choice. And it's just those little tiny, like, crossroad decisions every single day that leads into a whole different reality. Um, you know, if you feel sad, if you feel hopelessness, if you feel, uh, you know, whatever it is you're feeling, I've been there. Trust me, I've been there. I haven't talked about all of that today, but I have been there. And you can navigate your way out of it when you realize that, you know, you are, you are the creator. You create your world within the world. You choose what you plug into. You choose what you unplug from. Um, and I think, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. And, you know, I mean, and I think, you know, in dealing with that, um, if there's, you know, feeling of down, being down, um, also yeah. I think that it would be good to explore, those um, other realities to to you know bolster imagination. Yes. you know to to, yes. to really embrace imagination. And, yes. and uh, you know I would I mean I'm a dream person, so I mean to me it would be a it would be a wonderful setup. You know before I go to bed at night to say okay I'm going to go ahead and visit one of those places where I am fill in the blank. Yes. You know and uh, oh. and uh, make that so well. Oh, your your imagination. <laughs> 
if if you can oh yeah. so I'll leave you with this so 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 you know if you if your imagination is not it's not you making it up it's you tuning into timelines and realities that exist and Dolores says this in her book she says if you can see it in detail it must happen and so try to see it in detail every day whatever it is you want to experience just try to see it in detail every day and it will become more and more and more real until you experience it in your physical reality Absolutely. Now, um, I also noticed that you have um, a Facebook group. Is that correct? Yes, I do. Yes. So it's called Quantum Business for Coaches and Healers, but we talk everything quantum. So you don't necessarily have to be in business. There's a lot of people who aren't. Um, But it's everything. I do um, live webinars or live streams in there every Monday, and I do polls on topics. And, yeah, it's just a really cool community just to remind us to build that muscle all work so anyone is welcome in there yeah absolutely and i did happen to take a quick look at one of those videos and it was about the distortions around money so you know if anybody is interested oh yes that's another hour topic (laughs) i was gonna say that's a whole different story whole different show well thank you very much for your time today sarah this has really been a delight i have enjoyed our conversation same. Oh, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're very, you're very welcome. Again, everyone, today my special guest has been Sarah Tynan, and we've been talking about quantum frequency, and Sarah is founder of Sarah Tynan International, the Quantum Coach Certification, and the Quantum Business Academy. And again, you can find out more all about those programs by visiting her website, which is www dot sarah tynan dot co and that's s-a-r-a-h-t-y-n-a-n dot co so everyone i want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the bringing inspiration to our show and until we meet again thank you for tuning in you've been listening to the bringing inspiration to earth show Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, visit ByteRadio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again... Remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.